Hi everyone, welcome back to Hitchcock University where you learn filmmaking from the masters. So last class session we talked about the movie Hugo. Uh, this class session we're going to jump right into The Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen the movie, The Wolf of Wall Street is the story of a young ambitious stockbroker played by Leonardo DiCaprio who schemes his way to becoming one of the most powerful men on Wall Street and along the way throws aside basically all morality. Um, this is a script that Leo brought to Marty much in the same way that Bob De Niro brought to Marty um, the King of Comedy or Raging Bull. And the interesting thing about this movie is Marty's again, didn't spend a lot of time considering the plot. He thought a lot more about the characters and the way of life, which, as we found out, is, is a pretty typical Marty thing to do. So I thought this would be a good opportunity since Marty focused so much on the characters this would, be an, this would be a great chance for us to talk about directing actors. Now, I was told when I went to film school that directing actors, 80% of that job is in the casting. And Marty seems to agree. Um, he talks a lot about how important casting is. And he tells a little bit about how, how he casts some of these characters or some of these actors. Um, so, for example, when Margot Robbie came in to read for the role of Leo's wife, it became very clear to Marty that she could handle Leo with just a look. And that was really important for her character, that she would have that kind of power over, over Leo's character. But also that she would never back down from him because there's these really big, intense fight scenes in the movie and he needed someone who was strong and wouldn't, you know, wouldn't just give in to Leo, someone who would stand up to him and not back down from him. He also immediately knew that Jonah Hill was the right person for the role. Um... All they had to do was meet in person, and he said, yes, you're Donnie. That's it. That's that's all we need to know. Also understanding that Jonah Hill would bring his improvisational experience and knowledge to the film, that became very important because Marty felt that this was a story that lent itself to improv. Um, he says in his master class um, that the rehearsals became writing sessions. At a certain point, Marty would have to come in and stop them and say, save it for the cameras. Because he knew that what they were, that where they were going and what they were doing was exactly what he was going to want on set, and so that would be their note: save it for the cameras, you know. And then they would have to come in and pick up more, you know, do the sorts of things that they were doing in that improv. One of the most well-known improvs from this movie is Matthew McConaughey um, has a scene where he's kind of like chanting and beating his chest. Well, that was something that Marty and Leo noticed he was doing between takes. And so Leo went over to Marty and said, hey, what do you think about that? Do you think maybe he should do that on, you know, in the scene? And Marty said, yeah, let's try it. Let's do it. So, so they did it. And then it ends, up, it ends up becoming really important to Leo's character. And then it comes back in these big speeches that he does toward the, ends of, towards the end of the movie uh, where Leo's kind of you know, made this cult for himself. Um, and that's that's the trick with directing actors is leaning into discovery, leaning into those moments where it's like, hey, that's interesting. What if we took that further? Um, and not being locked into your idea of the character or how the scene should play out, but allowing the actor's space to explore the character and to try different things. And that was that's that's something that Marty's always been good at, but was particularly careful of on this film was making sure to give the actor space to try anything. 
Because just because you try something on set doesn't mean that you have to use it unless you only do one take of it and then you're stuck with it. But, um, but Marty knew that he could take these different moments and kind of shape it and craft it in the editing. And that's, that's something that's really important because, and that's the power of editing. We're going to get to that in a second, but there's real value in not being, not being a firm handed director, but being a collaborator with everybody whether that's with your director of photography, whether that's with your production designer, but especially with your actors. You need to remember that as a, as a filmmaker, you don't necessarily bring in people to just do a job. You should be bringing in people to, to bring their expertise to the project. That's, that's something that, that we talked about in, in our very first class session with Marty on, in who's that knocking on, uh, Who's That Knocking at My Door. You as the filmmaker can't do everything, and so you need to rely on the expertise of these people that you bring in. So if you cast an actor, you must trust them to do this role. And if you trust them to do this role, then you need to give them space to explore that role and to do to cover as much ground in that role as possible and figure out what are the best things in, the, in, in, in any given moment. And something that doesn't necessarily work on set, you may find ends up working in the cut of the film. So... Now, granted, I mean, you have to have the time and the money to keep just going and going and going, you know, if you're going to do that. But at a, at a certain point, you as the director need to say, I think we have enough. Let's, it's time to move on. That's your job is, I think we have enough. Let's move on. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, there's real power in giving, giving your actors the freedom to roam and the freedom to try things because you as the director can edit the film and take the moments you think work and craft the performance in the edit. You don't have to necessarily craft all of the performance so much on set. And you definitely don't want to micromanage a performance, that's for sure. Because you can really stifle an actor that way. Um, and they'll become less and less natural. And then you're really going to have a difficult time editing. So this is a movie at which, which now we're going to talk into editing and how to craft our performance through editing. This is a film that took Marty a year to edit, and their first rough cut was like four hours long. Yet, they when, when they eventually got it down to under three hours, Marty still says that aside from maybe a couple of pieces of dialogue, this is the movie he wanted. So even though he cut over an hour out of the film, he didn't end up compromising on it either. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that that he was able to still get the performances still get those nice character moments that the actors brought to the table in their, in their exploration and in their improvs on the set. Um, so for example, there's this scene where Leo sees Margot Robbie for the first time and he goes up and he talks to her and they're at this big party and she's with another guy and off on the side outside of the conversation is the actress who plays Leo's wife, who I can't remember her name at the moment. Um, so you have Leo, Margot, the guy Margot's with, and then Leo's wife. And Leo is like saying, like, yeah, we got jet skis, you know, and she's like, oh, I've never been on jet skis. He's like, you never been on a jet ski? You never been on a jet ski? She's like, no, I never been on a jet ski. You never been on a jet ski? And then finally, the the guy that she's with jumps in and is like, how many times are you going to ask her? She's never been on a jet ski, you know. And then in the meantime, Leo's wife is watching this whole interaction as he's seeing Leo flirt with Margot, and the trick to getting that scene right was trying to figure out 
what reactions to use from each one of the characters, all the little looks, all the little glances, how many times does Leo ask her questions, how many times does she respond, in what ways does she respond, you know, when does when does the guy that she's with jump in there, how many times do we cut to Leo's wife's wife looking on, what reaction do we use from her, because because none of the takes were the same because they were all improvised to a certain extent. And because Marty gave them the freedom to roam, he had all these different options to play with from each one of the characters, just in their singles alone, not to mention the other coverage of the scene. He had all these different options to play with in the edit and and trying to figure out the right character moments for that scene, the right little looks, the right reactions, the right line readings, the right repetitions, all those little things had to come in just at the right moment to help craft the scene the way it, Marty felt it should be. And that's how you craft an actor's performance in the editing and don't and not controlling them on set. Now, there's always, of course, room. If the actor's going way off on set, you, you're probably going to have to rein them back in. But, but if, you can give, if you can give the actor boundaries... If you can give your actor boundaries on set to play within and let them cover all the ground in there, then that gives you even more options in the edit to make hopefully the best of all possible performances. Um, There's another scene that Marty talks about that was really hard for them to cut. There's a scene where Jonah Hill first meets Leo and he says, um, you know, he says, I don't understand. We live in the same building, but you dress really nice. You have this great car. You know, I don't understand. Like, how much money do you make? And he tells him how much money he made in the last month. And he, he's like, well, if you show me a, a, a pay stub for that much money, you know, I'll quit my job right now and I'll work for you. And so he shows him a pay stub. And then, and then we cut from them like in this little diner to Jonah Hill at a pay phone. And he says, hey, Paulie, as he's calling his boss, he says, oh, yeah, everything's fine. Hey, uh, I quit or whatever. Um, and so the hardest thing to figure out was not only how to cut together the scene where Jonah Hill meets Leo, but how do we jump from there to his Hey Polly, which Marty likes so much? How do we get the most out of Hey Polly as this kind of transition? You know, does it come in before we cut to the video? You know, do we slip it so that the so the audio comes in before we cut to the cut to him at the payphone, or do we cut to the payphone and then we cut to the you know, and then we hear the sound. Do, is it all at once? You know, you know, how do we, how do we get the most out of that? You know, what's the pacing? What's the timing there to really utilize that? Hey, Polly, that he likes so much. So, um, that's pretty much all I have, um, for this, uh, for this class session is pretty short, but I think there's some good information in there. Um, we're going to wrap up our semester with silence and then we're going to, with the movie silence, not just with, you know, dead airspace. Um, <laughs> and then we're going to go on a hiatus. And then January 7th of 2019, we'll come back uh, with our next uh, semester. Our, our professors will be uh, Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez. So we'll come back with Reservoir Dogs. And then we'll do El Mariachi. And then we're pretty much going to follow, follow their movies um, by order of release date after that. Um, and we'll do a whole syllabus episode and all that kind of good stuff. So you can get a handle on, 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 on how it is we're going to do that. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of figuring some of that out too. Um, but yeah, uh, I hope this class session was enlightening. 
Um, if you have any uh, comments, questions, concerns, uh, please feel free to reach out. You can email us. Uh, our address is hitchcockuniversity at gmail.com. Uh, we also have the Twitter, um, uh, hitch underscore you, and then the Facebook Hitchcock University page. Very easy to get to. Um, and then, uh, I, I, it, you know, it would be great if you could give us a like, a comment, a review, something, uh, wherever it is you get the show, whether it's Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, what have you. Um, thanks again for listening to Hitchcock University. Uh, we'll be back again in two weeks with our final class session by Marty. Uh, silence. Thanks again. I've been Taylor Bickle. This has been Hitchcock, Uni- Hitchcock University, where you learn filmmaking from the masters. <laughs>